sorry, I just remembered that when I was driving to work today, rolling past graffiti walls, <laughs> I accidentally bought frozen fruit with uh, blackberries in it for my smoothies, which means that there's blackberry yeah. seeds in my smoothies. Mm. <laughs> and I almost choked on one while I was driving. <laughs> and I thought of Logan. <laughs> That's one way to go. He can't die, though. Yeah, he cannot die. He would survive that. It would just be miserable. Unless it was a hot day and the smoothie also had cold milk in it. (laughs) Girl, my eyes and girl, my mind. It never stops after it's dark. Cause you're a girl, girl, a girl in my The girl in my Welcome to From Rushers with Love, your big time rush podcast. My name is Maggie. I'm Haley. I'm Ashton. And we have reached the end of season one. We're going to talk about Big Time Concert, which is season finale, episodes 19 and 20. Guys, we've come so far. It was directed by your boy Savage Steve Holland, (laughs) written by Scott Fellows and Lazar Sarek. They really pulled out all the stops. And it aired on August 20th, 2010. Before we start, I just want to, in my notes, I just have it called Big Time Audition 2, the sequel to Big Time Audition. <laughs> yeah. That's what it, that's just the whole episode. It is. But like, in a fun book ending way, not in a lazy way. Yeah, no, way. I'm not mad about it. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> the more oh. I watch it, I'm like, oh yeah, that's also just the same thing. Cool. <laughs> my very first note says, Netflix rated this TVG for violence. <laughs> I put excited boys. Yeah. I watched this one with my brother last week, and the only thing that he said that I wrote down was, so, like, the first thing Gustavo says, he goes, Spingo, mm-hmm. and then Jack went, that's nothing. <laughs> so he's catching on. <laughs> um, but anyway, Gustavo is saying that because he pulls out a big box of CDs, and it's the Big Time Rush CD. Not the real life one. This is a completely fictional CD. Totally different cover. The cover is like that freeze frame they do at the end of the intro, where it's like, it's not a great picture. Like, they're still moving. They're not standing still. Um, But it's fine. But in the show Big Time Rush, the song Big Time Rush by the band Big Time Rush is featured on the album Big Time Rush. (laughs) Right. Because in real life, they made it BTR. I don't know why they were cowards and didn't (laughs) do the whole name, but it's fine. Yeah, the CDs had... Big Time Rush, Famous, Any Kind of Guy, City is Ours, Halfway There, and Stuck. So pretty small uh, track list, six songs, if I counted correctly. Not Shot in the Dark? Yeah, they didn't. Shot in the Dark is not on there. (laughs) No, neither of those are on their CD. (laughs) Okay. Count on You ends up being on the BTR CD in our timeline. It's going to be a while, guys. Mm -hmm. It's going to be like a year (laughs) of real time. Not for us, but for, like, me in middle school living through it. <laughs> I think that um, in the Big Time Rush universe, Counting on You is a Jordan Sparks song, right? Oh, Jordan Sparks featuring Big Time Rush, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Oh, okay. so, okay, it all makes sense. Oh, solved it. Thanks, Haley. Yeah. Um, my favorite reaction is when they look at the CDs, James just yells, I look great! Mm-hmm. <laughs> And the CDs are not going to be released to the general public now because first, the record company is waiting to announce the CDs when they announce the tour. 
they scream and they have a collective hallucination performing at Times Square. It's gotten so meta at this point that Gustav was yeah. like, should I tell them that preparing for a concert will be the hardest thing they've ever done and that it's not in Times Square? So- the only other explanation is that he just knows them so well. He just yeah. knows that that's what they're imagining. But yeah, in this episode, they use a lot of scenes from Big Time Rush and our timeline performing in Times Square. I believe it was a concert on June 10th, 2010. Um, so that was just a couple months before the episode was released. So they got to put all those in there, which was nice. And <laughs> he's Gustavo decides to let them have their moment. And then the boys all kind of line up together and they start miming the O's. And then it transitions back into their imagination sequence where they're all singing the O's and then the theme song starts. Oh, man. I just really liked that moment there. So meta. After the intro, we get into um, one of the things that is 100% vibes of big time audition. Um, It's just the boys have to go through training again. (laughs) But now they get to wear like dog cones because they're not allowed to to look at their feet. When they dance, which like I guess Kendall I guess. is so mad. He's like, <laughs> he does like a real James delivery about it. He's like, why are we wearing dog cones? <laughs> yeah. And Mister X is back. I think this is the last time we see him. No, Red, I could be mistaken, but Mister X, I'm glad he's here. He yells flippy flip like <laughs> really loud, like at the top of his voice, and then nothing happens. And I don't know what that was about. Maybe the boys were supposed to flip, and then they were like, "Wait, this is gonna this is gonna be a bad idea with the cones." <laughs> Logan goes, "What if we have an itch?" Which is very, "What if you have a sinus infection?" Because <laughs> <laughs> Gustavo just says, "Don't." Not as good. Not as good. It's not as good, but nothing's as good. <laughs> we forgot to start the episode with that. Oh, what time is it? Let's do it now. What time is it? Girl Go time. Ahead. They do the Yo Gabba Gabba dance for a second. They talk about Yo Gabba Gabba so much on this show. Um, they have that classic BTR montage music with the five, six, seven, eight. Da, da, yeah, da. who are those guys? Are they the guys in the background of all the Big Time Rush songs in that first album? Yeah. Like, this it is. Like, those ones. Yeah. It's not them. It doesn't sound like them. Uh, they have a montage of them being terrible at synchronized dancing, and they don't know where anything is on the stage, and they can't see with their cones, so they keep crashing into stuff and each other, and they destroy, like, several guitars, several drum kits. Carlos falls off the stage more than once. Mm. Uh, at one point, they do a spotlight test, and then Gustavo shines a really big spotlight at them, and they all just die. So Gustavo's like, now it's time for the hard part of your training. And Logan just yells, run! And they all <laughs> run. And- Wait, I have a couple of things. Yeah. Real quick. Oh, boy. It's not, not that much. I just enjoyed when... So Mr. X, he doesn't get as like upset with them. Because he actually at one point says, oh, they lasted longer than I thought they would. Um, <laughs> and then at one point, Kelly, Gustavo, and uh, Mr. X are just playing cards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess they just get bored of seeing them do a bad job. So, because in Big Time Audition, Kelly and Gustavo weren't there for, like, that whole part of the training. Um, So, it's kind of nice that they're there now. Like, I don't know if they're invested or if they're just worried about it. So, they feel like they need to know what's going on. Either way. The other thing I wanted to talk about briefly was Mr. X himself. Um, He's played by Fred Talaskin. 
who is like a real life choreographer and won a shit ton of choreography awards and worked with a bunch of like really famous people which i didn't write down because there's just like a lot of them and none of them were personally interesting to me but uh look them up and he was an actual choreographer for big time rush in like 2010 and 2011 i know he did at least one music video i don't know exactly what his job was i don't know if there's dance and non-dance choreography and tv but um, I thought that was very fun, and I'm glad that he got to work with, like, the real boys, too, and probably not say things with X. Maybe he did. That would be kind of fun. If he said bad words that started with X to them? <laughs> yeah, like, life. in real life. Yeah. That's all I wanted to say before, uh, yeah, Logan tells, he yells run, and then they do into the supply closet. Who is it that yells supply closet while they're running? There's, like, a couple of them, I okay. think. Kendall is immediately such a big time hypocrite they get in the closet <laughs> ran to screaming with them and he's like guys we can't just hide in here it's not gonna actually solve anything and i'm big like okay little bitch and james boy. points out that it will keep them alive for a little bit and i don't know about you but i like living except he <laughs> says it in a james way not in a me way yelling so Carlos admits to having a concussion. We got one. We got a Canon Carlos concussion. <laughs> Carlos doesn't admit to it. He just says he thought trading was fun. And then Logan just tells him it's his concussion talking. But, uh, and Logan's a smart one, so he must be right. Um, Kendall's trying to start a speech, but he gets really lost at the beginning of it. <laughs> Insulting Gustavo. He's like, look, guys, Gustavo might be loud, mean, obnoxious, self-absorbed unattractive <laughs> and then they're like oh my god get to the point and from the floor carlos yells put it in hockey terms <laughs> which i think was one thousand percent just for kendall's sake <laughs> like kendall just needs to get focused again and they know if he's talking about hockey then he's gonna like actually move on <laughs> yeah but also the things that he said didn't seem like really helpful hockey terms his metaphors yeah. were all over the place didn't make sense he's talking about how in two weeks they have the biggest game of their lives and have to train but then he says no matter how rough the first period was we have to get back on the ice so it's like hey what when when is the big game you're not there yet first period of training i don't think that's what that's he not meant. a thing i think, I think period is a hockey time yeah <laughs> good job kendall it's just it was the line was written by somebody who's heard of hockey before I mean, Kendall hasn't played hockey in a while. Maybe he's forgetting. Oh my goodness. <gasps> he can't. Remember who you are, Kendall. <laughs> no, he can't. <laughs> he's an Anakin who turned to the dark side. <laughs> so anyway, terrible job, Kendall. Bad speech. Yeah. Uh, Freight Train shows up to, you know, he's expecting he's going to have to like pick them all up and drag them out. But they're like, okay, we're going, we're coming. And he's very surprised by this. Uh, but he offers anyone a ride, so... Carlos accepts, right? It was Carlos. Yeah. He jumps into his arms. He gets to carry Carlos back in, which yeah. he seems like he's in pretty bad shape physically, so that's probably good. It was fun. The B plot for this part of the episode is um, Katie is going to make a lot of bootleg big time rush merchandise to sell at the concert, and uh, Mrs. Knight is not impressed. Katie explains her plan, and Mrs. Knight is like, How did you get like this? <laughs> I never dropped you! <laughs> and she eventually agrees to let her do it as long as Katie puts 75% of 
of the profits into her college fund. And Katie is all too excited to do that. Like, she doesn't want to make money. She just wants to succeed. Be a successful bootlegger. <laughs> I, I love that for her because I feel like a, I think about, like, Corey from That's So Raven, how oh. he just wanted to make money for the sake of making money and, like, hoarding it all. And she's just like, I wanted to try a new business venture. It's very exciting. I like seeing that I can do it. And you she know, like put her whole life savings into it. Yeah, I feel like she's she's given money away directly after she's earned it before, like on multiple occasions. Like when she won all that money from bet- betting against bidders, and then she gives them its money for dry cleaning. Yeah. Are you guys ready for pa- uh, fan preparedness training with the number one teen idol Dax Ivan? So Hello. ready. They get Pafai <laughs> training. It's proper fan interaction. Uh, Dak's got like a whiteboard. I don't know if we need to mention who Dak is. He's like Zac Efron in our timeline, but he's Dax Ivan, played by Kurt Hansen, who was originally cast for Kendall's part in the on-aired pilot. Uh, but now he's here as objectively a way cooler character. Yeah. He knows what's going on. And there's like a fake mosh pit in there. Like all these hired people come in with t-shirts that say mosh pit and <laughs> teach them how to like not die in the mosh pit i'm trying so to remember the order of it no Dak shows them how to go to the edge of the stage and high five people in the mosh pit without getting pulled into the crowd and then james tries it and the crowd pulls him off stage and carlos is like oh no james and they all try to <laughs> save him but they can't and then Dak's <laughs> like that was wrong we'll find james later <laughs> And I was like, is that foreshadowing? Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. That's fun. I love when they accidentally foreshadow. Because you know they don't think about it too much. So the other two, the other three boys do it more successfully. And then the fans, like, toss James back onto the stage. <laughs> uh, Dak teaches them about how the security guards will protect you from 99% of the crowd. But 1% is crazy and they'll get to you. And then on cue, a girl just like leaps onto Kendall. It's just he, she's just on Kendall now. She was not in the crowd. She like she was in like the rafters or something, yeah. like stage left. And the boys are all like shouting encouragement to him, and Carlos just goes, "You're bigger than her." <laughs> Doc tells the other three that their feet are too close to the edge of the stage, and then the crowd grabs their legs and pulls them off stage, and they die and kendall is still dealing with that girl so they're all dead and that's it that's the show uh katie got her deliveries pretty fast though katie bought her bootleg products in bulk because it was cheaper and now 2j is just full of boxes and mrs knight is on the verge of freaking out and before she even starts yelling katie is like if you stop yelling i'll put 80 percent of the profits into my college fund See, she doesn't care about the money. I'm I'm not yelling, you're yelling. Just gonna go take an aspirin, and then she opens, like, the bathroom door, and there's more boxes in there, and she just can't handle it. I don't blame her. Yeah, it's her home. Back at Rock Records, the boys are sitting in, like, that little lounge area in the hallway. Um, It just has, like, a bunch of couches on it, and they're not doing so hot. That Um, girl is still on Kendall. (laughs) I like the little, like, council that they have set up in front of them. It's (laughs) Gustavo, Kelly, Dak, Freight Train, 
Mr. X and the mannequin who is playing guitar up on stage <laughs> with the mosh pit. I like that he's there. He's an important part of the team. The girls removed from Kendall. Carlos is getting actual like medical treatment from a professional for a second there. That's the first time we've seen that happen. Mm-hmm. First time they've taken a concussion seriously. I know. That was Dax's influence, I think. <laughs> Uh, they got to invite all their friends from the Palm Woods to their dress rehearsal so they can practice. And they're like, okay, yeah, so we're, like, dead. You're going to drive us back to the Palm Woods, right? But the answer is no. The concert can be two hours. They need more endurance than a marathon runner carrying a cow. <laughs> which is, they didn't give them a lot of time to get in shape. Mm-mm. I also don't think that's true. Well, they do have they a lot like, of dancers. Pretty moves. in shape, but like, no, I, I don't, yeah. I don't need to be marathon runners. Right, they have to be better um, than marathon runners. <laughs> so, as part of their training, they have to run back to the palm woods carrying microphones. So, they do and, that, and they're like half acidly singing the uh ohs, and it's so funny. <laughs> and so that's how bad. we know that they're within running distance. Right. Of I still don't know what that is. It's probably like three um, miles, maybe. Maybe. Just like an annoying How far is a marathon? That you wouldn't want to. I don't think they made them run like 26 <laughs> miles. Um, I like Kendall's arm is still in a sling. So he's got the one arm in the sling and the other one with the microphone. <laughs> uh, so they run past some bushes and the camera doesn't follow them because guess who's hiding in the bushes? Kaka! So it's. <laughs> So Hawk is there, Hawk of Hawk Records from, I forgot which episode he was in, the one with the skunk. Apparently the skunk really made a lasting impression on the cast because I feel like most interviews where there's like multiple big time Rush cast members talking, they discuss the skunk. <laughs> I'm glad they had yes. fun with their skunk. So it turns out Hawk's assistant Rebecca was in the mosh pit, like going undercover um, to try to get more information so Hawk can, you know, ruin Gustavo's career or whatever. So the information, she just found out they have their first concert in two weeks, Gustavo's training them, and she also found out that Rock Records has a better coffee maker than them. And I want to know if it has anything to do with Cal, or if he's just gone and this is like a different one. I mean, I know Cal's dead. I want it to be Cal's son. I don't know if he had any... Right, because Cal is just the prototype. Either way. Oh, so the actress who plays Rebecca is uh, Camilla Luddington. Apparently, she's in over 200 episodes of Grey's Anatomy as Dr. Joe Wilson, which I've not seen that show, but good for her. She also voiced Lara Croft in some of the Tomb Raider games. She's here as a British assistant to a guy who calls... She's the evil Kelly. Yes, exactly. Hawk's trying to add in another, a second caw into his little thing he does. But she doesn't um, think it's working. Nah, but he's he really wants that. Uh, so they made it to the Palm Woods. The boys did. Hawk didn't. He's not there. Yet. They look terrible. Camille and Joe think so. At least. <laughs> and they invite them to their dress rehearsal. They're like, yeah, no, it's going to be fine. We're going to rock. It's going to be awesome. This is where Joe says, someday we'll be able to say we knew them when. And then James says, hey, someday is today. So I guess they just go around quoting their own fucking songs at people. Which we know they, we already know they did, but they sang the song, like, that day. So 
in it's his not defense, like it hasn't been written yet. It's stuck in their heads. They have been practicing it all day. I hope it's like a big meme. Like whenever someone says someday, they're just like, "Today is our someday. <laughs> this is our someday." Uh, so James is uh, like monologuing about how this is their someday, and then that fangirl from before <laughs> jumps on him. Carlos is just like, "Oh, don't worry. It's part of our training." So she ran um, after them. I guess. I guess. Maybe they drove her there. That would be so funny. I mean, maybe she lives there. She just lives at the Palmwoods and also got an acting job for a little bit. But then she's, like, really committed to her role. Oh, man, she's yeah. coming for Camille's um, thing. Because <laughs> I don't think anyone's a big enough fan of them to actually be crazy, because no one knows who they right. are yet. So she's definitely just really into the role. Yeah. She doesn't, she doesn't give a shit about them. Also, even when people do care about them, did anybody in real life actually big time rush the stage? <laughs> Probably in South America somewhere, right? I feel like I heard about one. Oh, or no, yeah. I remember fans broke into their hotel room. Is what yeah. I'm yeah. So that sucks. Uh, ready for another montage, guys? Yeah. Five, six, seven, eight. I didn't write anything about it. They're just like doing the training stuff and getting better at it. And then eventually like morphs into their actual dress rehearsal concert and with like all the people from the palm woods there they're very excited it's very sweet uh this is when dag has his whiteboard and it says <laughs> i forgot what it says that what was, was that that was wrong oh that was wrong and then, and then eventually they, that was yeah, better. Says... <laughs> um carlos gets jumped on by the fangirl which is not good because he is concussed that was what that was uh what he did wrong yeah uh, Gustavo sprays them with a hose at one point, which I don't know what sort of concert situation. Well, they were dressed that's supposed in to mimic. They were dressed in fatigues, so I think it was. I think they were just doing like that part in Big Time Audition, and then I don't know, trying to parody. <laughs> I think th yeah, they were just doing boot camp. They were only in those outfits for like a second, just like in Big Time Audition. <laughs> yeah, they're like, okay, we have these, and we gotta use them. It'll be fine. So they do their dress rehearsal, and they do a great job, and nobody dives on them, and nobody sprays them with a hose, and they don't fall off the stage. Like, they crush it. And they're singing This Is Our Someday. I don't remember if I said that. But... Yeah. And everyone is so happy for them, and they all cheer. And, and that's the, the, there. the end of the episode. Just yeah, kidding. over. <laughs> Band's over. Griffin is there, and he says, Watching you go from nobodies to somebodies has been more thrilling than hunting humans. In case you forgot, Griffin was like that. Again, like, like they use him perfectly. <laughs> no, I was going to say the opposite. I think they use him perfectly in Big Time Audition. But in this one, he shows up, talks about hunting humans, which just, like, sucks. It's, like, not <laughs> funny. Like, that just sucks. And then he shows up again at the end and doesn't do anything funny. Well, I, I mean... Think, I mean, it was, like, fine. I'm, I just don't think it was a good Griffin episode at all. That's fair. He's, yeah. But I mean, like, as far as making him a weird, freaky rich guy, that line does accomplish that. It does. I feel like this crosses a line, though. Like, I I hated this. I hated hearing that. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> it's fine. We don't need to talk about him doing that thing. No. Um. So he's like, it's been more thrilling than hunting humans, which is why it pains me to say that the album, tour, and this concert are canceled and everybody in the building goes what it's like a 
montage of people saying what they don't all say it in unison it's like oh what? Right, right, right. what what and then it ends with griffin going what because he just gets so caught up in the moment he's like i, I mean i mean yeah fake hairbrush is dead and then just the- like he said last time the boy band is dead parallels oh my goodness is this the part where the boys kind of like all fall over each other a little bit i think so. it like cuts to commercial break uh so big time rush is dead and the show's over. Rip. Thanks for coming to this podcast. Thanks for tuning in. It's, it's been a fun it's adventure. Actually, we love you. It's not quite over yet because they they didn't throw a book at anyone yet. <laughs> <laughs> that's happen. in the next. That's after the commercial break. Yeah. Accounting released their risk and feasibility report about Big Time Rush, and they decided it's too risky and not feasible, and then it's just this giant binder that they throw at Gustavo. He doesn't fall on the ground or anything. It's just... Not this time. They just, like, have... They're, like, contractually obligated to do that every time now. I'm obsessed with it. Um, so the boys are going back to Minnesota, and Gustavo will be uh, producing Can You Foo? as read by actor and environmentalist Ed Begley Jr., I had to look this guy up because, like, I had heard the name, but I didn't know enough about him to, like, know why he was here. So that's, that is his name, and he is, in our timeline, an envir- an actor environmentalist. Um, he's been in, like, uh, like, so much stuff. He just shows up in episodes of stuff. Sometimes he's just himself. Um. <laughs> and I go, but Griffin, this is our someday. <laughs> They only know song lyrics now. Yeah. Training has ruined them. <laughs> and the marketing team's like, sorry, but as they say in business, that's business. I hate the marketing team. Uh, Griffin gives them all consolation fruit baskets. But also when it flashes back to 2J, there's exactly one complimentary fruit basket there. <laughs> yeah. They all, I don't know, maybe they all like stress ate their fruit as soon as they got it. Maybe. No, I think he just gave the four of them one collective fruit basket, <laughs> and then, like, Gustavo got one. And Katie's not very happy because she spent her entire life savings, $3,000, making t-shirts, posters, and hats for a band that doesn't even exist. Um, so Carlos is, he, he kind of wants a hat because it'll be a nice memory, but Katie tries to charge him $3,000 for it, which I, he doesn't have money. He, have <laughs> he just money got fired. Katie. <laughs> James has a Jamesism for sure. Yeah, Kendall and Logan are not in this scene. Um, <laughs> I don't know where they are. I, they're at I, least I, they're the probably male just, and Joe. Like, wasn't... Oh, true. Oh, yeah. I was going to say there just wasn't room for them on set because in the boxes. Full of boxes. <laughs> no, they were there. They were just behind the boxes. You yeah. couldn't see them. So James is uh, Jamesing in the uh, bathroom. <laughs> Mrs. Knight knocks on the door and is like, James, you have to come out of the bathroom eventually. You're not real. I'm dreaming. This is all a dream. The concert is in a week. Woo! He's losing it. Yeah. Classic denial response. That's what Katie says. Yeah, Katie armchair diagnoses him with classic denial response. (laughs) And Mrs. Knight tries to make her go pack, and (laughs) then she pulls the denial response out. (laughs) She doesn't want to go pack. And she, like, goes into a little cavern made of boxes and pulls some boxes in front of it as a door. It's really cute. <laughs> so cute. We get a really, really awkward goodbye from uh, Kendall. Well, Kendall's trying. 
It's he's doing a terrible job. He's doing he's really good. Goat deserves though. better than that. Job. Goodbye. <laughs> I mean, that's just where he's at. And Joe's like at somewhere else, I think, relationship wise. Yeah. Anyway, I don't have I don't have issues with them in this one, so I'm not about to like go off on that. Like it was fine. He's just, you know, struggling to say that he misses her and he says, you know, I'm not good at goodbyes. Clearly. <laughs> and uh, Joe gives him something to remember her by. So it's their first kiss. And Camille and... like is like, oh, oh, and like moves out of the shot, which is really fun. <laughs> Um, and then Logan's like, do I get something to remember you by? And then she slaps him. And then just shrugs and walks away. Because we know how much she likes him, so that was the perfect opportunity for her to, like, make out with him a little bit. But instead, she does the funniest thing that (laughs) she could have done, and I, I respect her for that. Also, somewhere in there, Kendall, like, pulls away from the kiss and goes, I never thought that our first kiss would be our last. And it felt very soap opera. So one of them is like, I don't believe this is happening. It doesn't feel real. And then there's a smash cut to them and all of their stuff outside the grocery store that Kendall used to work at. Not even the house. Okay, now I believe it. James is still very much in denial. He's like, wow, this looks so much like Minnesota. This dream is so real. He's in denial until the manager of the grocery store walks by, sees Kendall, and says, hey, can you take the afternoon shift? And that's what causes James to realize that this is reality. I have a question. Hmm? Why did the movers deposit them and right! all of their stuff in front of a grocery store? Right, not their house. Not their house that they still own, I guess, because they do go to it later. and it's They fill it with the boxes. Why did Carlos, Logan, and James's parents not meet them at all to say hello? They just <laughs> to their children they who they kids. haven't seen in three plus months. I mean, it has to parallel big time audition, and we didn't meet any of their parents in that one, so they're like, "It'll be fine." I think James would not have told his parents he was coming back if he was dreaming. That so you know what? That's true. I mean, he, we know he does see his dad at some point. Yeah. The other ones, they just seem to be in the night's house and they don't seem to have left or i it's it's hard to say but i wonder if that was just their vibe before yeah like they all just hung out at the night house uh so then we get an ed begley jr reading bad dr seuss knockoffs interlude can you foo you foo woo yeah i don't remember it dr seuss would have fucking hated it it was uh-huh. not good. It, I believe on the front of the book it said it was by Dr. Schmoosh. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, Dr. Schmoosh is a fucking hack. Um, so he's reading it and he's having fun with it. And Gustavo and Kelly are just suffering. Sorted, slowly dying. And turns out Gustavo didn't say goodbye to them because he's not good at goodbyes either. Because like father, like son. Maybe Stop, I knew, I knew this, I knew this was going to be the conversation. <laughs> that kind of, it's not the, that's not the kind of thing that's genetic, is it? I don't know. Um, I'm not the smart one. Yeah. I mean, there are things that my parents are not good at that I am also not good at, so checks out. <laughs> no further research needed. 
Well, Kelly tells Ed to take a break and play with some of the toys that she put in there for him. Uh, Do you think that's which... why he didn't put Big Time Rush on his IMDb? <laughs> he does seem to have fun with the, like, dinosaur toy, but that's just him. Like, that's it's just the real-life man's name and face. But, yeah, Kelly's like, we gotta, you gotta, like, fix this. And Gustavo's like, I can't do anything. I'm under a contract. I have to make albums, and I have to record this audio children's book. He's under contract with RCM CBT Global Net losers. <laughs> he didn't bring Mr. Stanyard's name into it. That was very polite of him. <laughs> so it really does it for Gustavo and Kelly is uh, when Ed continues reading the next page. Page two. You can. You can foo. But can you foo the boo-moo-goo? <laughs> and that's when they just burst into tears. I did too. Fair, because that's exactly how so much. Carlos would have read it. <laughs> no, I just think it was just the vibes sucked. Actually, yeah. the vibes were kind of fun. They just they weren't emotionally prepared for the vibes. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, what I am prepared for is grocery store Kendall. I yes, him. he just wears like a bad apron and a beanie and pushes carts around in the parking lot. He puts on his work so. beanie. Yeah. Do you think it's part of the uniform? Or is it just yeah. cold out? It's summer for them at this point. Yeah, it's absolutely just it's... a Kendall thing. It's a Minnesota look. Um, so Kendall's trying to do his job that he gets paid for and like move the carts like a like a good worker boy. And Katie is still there. She has a table and she's selling the t shirts and advertising them as cleaning rags. She's and he amazing. Gets really annoyed with her and tells her to stop. The other three are also still there, and they have, like, a little setup uh, where they're in a plastic pool and two lawn chairs. Carlos is in the pool, and he's, like, kicking his feet. And Logan's like, if you close your eyes and Carlos kicks water on you, it's kind of like you're still at the Palm Woods. Uh, that was a line that middle school Maggie thought was very funny. <laughs> I love middle school Maggie so much. Um, James is still in denial. James isn't in denial. At this point, he just is like, he's we pissed. can't give up. Oh, yeah. Well, no, he's like, we can't give up. We gotta, you know, work for our dreams. We gotta see if we can, like, obviously, there doesn't seem to be much they can do. But it's just interesting that it's not Kendall at this point being like, we can't give up. Because that was his whole personality before. But now Kendall's whole thing is, look, we gotta move on. Which is fair. I don't, I'm not, like, blaming him for that. Wild to have to move on like that at 16. <laughs> I know. Mm -hmm. We have to move on to a new phase in our lives. <laughs> I think he just, like, missed hockey. Yeah. And was like, I can move on to another hockey phase. That's fine. Which, another thing that I was thinking about with this, James's dream was to be a pop star, to be famous. And they all were, like, going along with him. But he was the only one who actually wanted this. He was the only one who cared about it. And so they all were kind of along for the ride. But to him, they all just gave up on their collective dream. Whereas to them, it may have been just like, you know, we were just kind of doing a fun thing. Mm -hmm. The Kendall's whole speech is like, Logan, it wasn't your dream to be a pop star. It's your dream to be a doctor. And Carlos, he doesn't know what Carlos's dream is. They so to ask him because his dream is to be hit by a radioactive meteor and fight crime. Um, Kendall's so, like, we can work like, with okay. that. Yeah, we can work <laughs> on that. And... So he's already like, hey, that wasn't even your dream. You guys can still move on. But, like, that was James's dream. And mm -hmm. he's not really acknowledging that. Even James is, like, the most upset right now. Right. They're just, they're not giving him time to mourn it. Right. And, like, James is being 
yeah, he's definitely upset and angry because he's like, those dreams are stupid. And like, you know, obviously that's rude, but Mm -hmm. it makes sense. He's very upset about this. And he feels like they're belittling his dreams. And James is still very convinced that Gustavo's going to come back for them, which is it's either he has a lot of faith in Gustavo or he's just still like in denial about it. I really wanted Kendall to yell, Gustavo's not coming back again. I, well, yes, same. <laughs> I'm so glad you also thought that. But instead, Kendall's just like, he didn't even say goodbye. Uh, yeah, he's like, James, there's nobody pulling up in a shiny car offering to make our dreams come true. And then a shiny car pulls up and it's a, it's a guy, a hockey guy, trying to make Kendall's hockey dreams come true. He like invites him to go play with like that skate with the all-star team apparently his mom told them that they could find him in the grocery store parking lot and like the day they arrived back so i don't know how that worked but good for him it's because of his good luck powers (laughs) yeah the parking lot has been very good to him so james like yells at them and he calls them all quitters and then he gets on one of those small bikes that you like can do tricks with and just rides away his tiny little bike. Let's go back to LA for a second. We're in Hawk Records, and Rebecca is giving Hawk the rundown on BTR's whole situation, and she throws down a picture of them, and she's like, Logan Mitchell, the smart one, which means he'll ask questions. <laughs> Kendall Knight, the complete- He asked so many questions! <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh yeah, questions like, what if you have a sinus infection? Is <laughs> yeah. that doctor time? What if you have, an, if itch? You have an itch? <laughs> they don't want to deal with that bullshit. <laughs> Kendall Knight, the complete package, but strong-headed, hard to control. Carlos Garcia, high energy, a good dancer, but wears a helmet for no apparent reason. James Diamond, extra pretty, solid voice, driven beyond belief. And James is the clear choice. Hawk <laughs> says, I knew Gustavo would slip up, so now he can... What he says is now the hawk will swoop in and catch his prey, caca. Anyway, uh, I just want to talk about the part where he says Gustavo would slip up. Because what's interesting is that Hawk didn't actually have anything to do with Big Time Rush being cancelled. I can't say it that way because that sounds like a different (laughs) thing happened to them um so hawk was already staking out big time rush when they were preparing for their concert he was ready to like i don't know sabotage them but he didn't even have to yet because griffin was just like actually big time rush is dead so this just kind of fell into his lap no smoobatage required I mean, eventually there will be, but not yet. Meanwhile, Ed Begley Jr. is still reading Dr. Schmoose, Schmoose, Schmoose. He did move on to a new book. Um, now he's on Flubby Wubby Rubby Tubby by Dr. Schmoosh. Kelly has analyzed all of Rock Records' assets, and Griffin spent $2 million on Big Time Rush, so if Gustavo sells all of his shit, including his mansion, they can buy the band back. And he does not want to sell his mansion. He's very upset about it. He starts crying a little. Back at the Knight household, Mrs. Knight's uh, cleaning up, and she's very proud of herself, but then it zooms back, and it's just like the house is just full of boxes. Plenty of box boys out here. 
She's trying to make Katie donate the t-shirts and posters to charity, but she doesn't well, want to do that, which is fair. Can we, can we elaborate on how on how she tries to make Katie do this? She just screams, Katie, donate these to charity! Like, she's James. Yeah. Okay. Kendall and Logan are sitting on the couch. So Kendall is wearing his new hockey jersey, which is number 13. That's his same jersey as before, though. It's the new one they gave him, but it's the same jerseys they wore before, and he was number 13. So. Right. Which is ironic, because he's very, very lucky. Right. Interesting. Kendall asks, what's on day three of their rebuild our Minnesota Dreams schedule? So, I guess they've been there for three days. Um, Logan explains that he has gotten his doctor's coat for his interview at Crestview, he hasn't scheduled an interview or filled out an application yet, but he's got the coat. Kendall says schedule. <laughs> he does, doesn't he? I <laughs> Sometimes. Just for fun. He's just the worst. Guys, there's something I forgot to bring up, and I can't believe I forgot to bring it up. In the scene where Logan and Kendall are saying goodbye to the girls at the pool, and when they get dropped off back in Minnesota, Logan's wearing the cardigan. The one that, like, ruined my life for a while. The one from the Halfway There music video. Mm-hmm. Yes. He's, he's just wearing it. That was Amazing. a big deal for me at the time. I was like, it's back! It's the same one! <laughs> I don't think he wears it again, though. So, that's over. Anyway, uh, it's time for Super Carlos to arrive, I believe. He bursts through the stack of boxes. He's wearing, <laughs> like, a superhero costume that he got at, like, Spirit Halloween or something. Like the fake muscles. Yeah. Very he cute. introduces himself as Meteor Man, and Logan's like, cool, but you can't call yourself Meteor Man because that was a movie, and it's copyrighted. And it was a movie in the 90s, um, in our timeline too, so. Good job, writers. Yeah. Um, they so probably love that movie. Carlos is like, okay, what about Asteroid Boy? And Logan's, Logan's like, like, yes, but will it work when you're 35? And then Carlos like, is, shut up, Logan! Carlos is getting really upset. He's like, it's gotta be space rock themed! <laughs> and then he goes, now, doctor dude, hockey boy, we must write what we wronged in Minnesota. <laughs> he wasted hockey boy. killed me. How is hockey boy like gonna to work hockey when boy? Kendall's 35? <laughs> the- Carlos knows that Kendall Knight is not, not gonna, gonna make, make it to 35. <laughs> Doctor dude is like guitar dude. The, the wrong that they have to write. Uh, they gotta go to Mrs. Majikowski's house, shovel her driveway like they promised to do, in exchange for a ride to the audition. But it's summer, and she's like, "What? I don't need <laughs> you to shovel my driveway now. And I-, I needed you to shovel my driveway after you got the audition. And you didn't <laughs> shovel my driveway." So she's like, I guess you can mow my lawn and put this for sale sign on my car because I can't drive anymore. So they put the sign on they were going to buy the car, but they don't. They're just like, oh, wow, memories. What a car. What money could they buy the car with? I I thought they would figure something out. Or they'd borrow it in exchange for like, okay, if you let us borrow your car, then we'll do something else for you. But then they like don't bring the car back. Oh, they drive it back to LA. I don't know. So they're like, this is the car that we drove James to the audition in, and now James isn't speaking to them. 
James he's is probably just, like, riding, riding around, around on his tiny bicycle. <laughs> he's waiting for fame and fortune to hit him. He has a fun little jump in oh, his yeah. tiny bike. Hawk hits him with his car because Hawk is in town in pursuit of James. Caw. Logan is meanwhile trying to fill out his prep school application, which is asking him what his biggest weakness is. And then the other ones are trying to help. They're like, well, you can be indecisive. And then Logan can't decide if he wants to write that down <laughs> for a while. Um, but what he does end up writing down is weak bladder. <laughs> he's like i don't know if i want to put that down i don't know wait got it weak bladder <laughs> carlos suggests comet dude and they're logan's not impressed with comet dude. <laughs> why would you let me have fun with my superhero name it's mine <laughs> so gustavo and kelly ring the doorbell kendall opens the door he sees them and then he faints and he a bunch of boxes and there's so many boxes that they don't they break his fall like he does he isn't able to fall all the way down <laughs> and against all odds gustavo ends up with another one of mrs knight's teacups <laughs> after all of the things that he has done regarding tea and teacups yeah, but they're trusting him bad decision <laughs> i mean character development he doesn't like destroy the teacup this time so what yes he does in this mm-hmm. yeah Oh, I don't remember that happening. My bad. He explains. He, he explains that he sold everything. And he's like, to buy the band back. And he's like, you want to come back to L.A. and take one more shot at the big time? And Kendall's like, no. no. And then he breaks the teacup again. Which is the parallel to Big Time Audition, where he says, so what do you say, kiddo? You want to go to L.A. and be molded and shaped into a big old star by Gustavo Rock? Gustavo's like, why not? And Kendall's like, you didn't even say Bye. So right before that happens, um, Kendall's explaining, he's like, we're tired of being pushed around, we're going to be a band, we're not going to be a band, what you want, what Griffin doesn't want, and my brain was like, he, she, me, wumbo. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly the cadence he's saying it in. I don't think that was an intentional Spongebob reference, but they do have several intentional ones in the future, so Logan explains he wants to be a doctor. And Carlos says that he wants to make the world a safer place. And I just wanted to talk about that for a second. So he wants to make the world a safer place by becoming a superhero. His dad was a cop. So by all odds, Carl, you'd think Carlos would want to be like his dad. But Carlos knows that he can't make the world a safer place by becoming a cop. Like, he's got so much, like, awareness. Like, he loves his dad. They get along great. But we've already seen, like... Even though his dad has, like, you know, issues and anger management and he had to go to sensitivity training and all that, Carlos still ended up, like, a good kid and Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, from what I can tell, all of the non-Kendall boys were more or less raised by Kendall's mom. Yeah. Um, Yeah. um, So, I don't know. But, like, good good for Carlos for not becoming a cop. Good job. Um, Kendall's like, you didn't say goodbye. Gustavo's like, I'm not good at goodbyes. And I'm like, Kendall rock. Like father, like son. (laughs) And then Gustavo's like, you taught me. I didn't write it down. I just wrote that he calls them family. Yeah, like friendship and loyalty and that sort of stuff. Family. And I was like, oh, ho, ho. (laughs) And then he's like, can I stop now? And Kelly's like, no, you're doing so good. 
the the scene kind of culminates in the boys standing there asserting themselves and uh Gustavo standing there and it's like a little bit of tension and then he goes so we got a deal which is like a callback to what Kendall said in the parking lot yeah but the power dynamics have shifted in an interesting way Mm -hmm. so Gustavo's like we got a deal and Kendall's like yep and then halfway there plays and they're like, yay, let's go find James. And they go to James's house. James's dad is like, oh, he left an hour ago for L.A. with Hawk. The guy who plays James's dad is named Brian McGovern. He was in one episode of Melrose Place, which uh, the pool in that show was built by the same person who oh, built the yeah. amazing Palmwoods pool. So I'm like, ooh, coincidence? Probably not. Wild. Wow. Apparently he was also in The Gang Saves the Day, the episode of It's Always Sunny. <laughs> I don't know who he was in that. Don't remember. Uh, but I guess he's there. So nice. Good for, good for him. Gustavo's like, can, can I have some water? And get some water and then he screams into space. Like it zooms out and you see Earth and you can hear Gustavo screaming. Just like in Big Time Audition kind of. But they're in Minnesota so he doesn't cause an earthquake. But I did notice that there's, like, a very clear divide in this earth that they show between Canada and the U.S. And Canada is completely blanketed in snow. (laughs) (laughs) Rip. In, like, June? I don't know what month it is. Okay, so they go back to Rock Records. And it's completely empty because Gustavo had to sell everything in order to buy the band back, and they can't afford to live in the Palmwoods, so they have to sleep in cots in a big empty space at Rock Records, and Kelly's like, welcome to the Rockwoods. <laughs> it's only for four days, so they'll be fine. And Mrs. Um, Knight is still not freaking out. Totally not. Oh, they thought the studio was robbed, because, like, all the stuff is gone. Yeah. And then Carlos is like, this looks like a job for... El hombre del flaming space rock man. And Kendall just goes, eh. <laughs> Logan's like, not, like even not even a little. Not even a little. I thought that they would be too traumatized by the buzzer noise after, uh, <laughs> was that big time vlogger? Yeah. Was that buzzer noise and biscuits? What a yeah. terrible episode for them, physically and mentally. They need to go find James, and Kendall's like, yeah, I we'll go straight to the Palmwoods. So I can see Joe, and Logan's like, what he means is maybe someone at the Palmwoods has seen Camille. James! And then Carlos is like, this looks like a job for my still unnamed superhero. And then he follows them. And falls. That he, that's not when he tries to fly, right? That didn't happen yet? I think no, it is. Yeah. That's when that happens? Oh. So then they ostensibly run back to the Palmwoods just like they did before. <laughs> Um, but they're they're not dead by the time they get there, so their stamina well, has improved. They're not carrying microphones this time. They're not they're singing. Not singing. Yeah. Um. So everyone's at the pool, and Guitar Dude is playing like these. Really quick first. Yeah. Um. They're talking about how the place is so depressing since the guys left, and then Joe's like, "And the music doesn't help." And Guitar Dude's like, "Oh, sorry." Which also it's happened in Big Time Audition <laughs> when they're all depressed after. Gustavo plays them the piano song about how Big Time Rush is officially dead. They find out that James is living at the Palmwoods in their old apartment. 
Oh yeah, also Joe is like Kendall and Camille's like Logan and <laughs> Lightning the TV Wonder Dog barks and then he like jumps into Carlos's arms and it's very cute. But then Carlos is like, after the concert I need to get a girlfriend. Spoiler alert, he doesn't. <laughs> um, and now I meet Sebastian. Yeah, so James is living by himself in 2J, which my I have been referring to in my brain as 2James. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they knock on the door and this Britishman named Sebastian opens it. Whenever he speaks, there's harpsichord music plays in the background, mm-hmm. and it's amazing. So James has ruined the big-time crib that he loved so much. Now it's, like, got more of a modern look, and it's more adult. And he has two sushi chefs and a big portrait of himself, and he took out the swirly slide and replaced it with a staircase. Also, like, the windows are gone, right? Yeah. <laughs> he just, like, I don't know, covered the windows with his own portrait. So Carlos is like, what happened to Swirly? And James comes down the stairs and he's like, hi guys. I mean, hi. What do you want? He's like so excited and he has to pretend not to be. It's so sad. Um, so... Oh, also, they there's a doorbell and it, it's like this very fancy sounding doorbell, but all I could think was like, why do people just constantly knock down their door if they have a doorbell? Because <laughs> it's I mean, funny. Maybe you didn't have one before. Maybe. Yeah, because it makes a gong noise. And that definitely wasn't the case. I, I don't think they would have a gong noise one. Mm-mm. We found out that Hawk signed James to a three record deal and he got him a, you know, the custom apartment and gave him Sebastian. So he's just like a personal butler, I guess. That seems to be his situation. Sebastian offers them all hot towels. and They're all throws idiots. Them, throws them at their faces and then they all suffer like first degree burns and scream no he he hands it to them and then they all put them on their faces and scream because they're idiot boys are hot towels the less funny parallel to warm pants yeah i guess it's just it's like not as good but it's just like the only warm fabric that we have (laughs) but this one is weaponized this yeah. one does become weaponized, and the warm pants, I don't think were ever weaponized. No. Because at first I was thinking it might have been weaponized for a power thing. I think that was completely unrelated. All the power stuff was, you know, bringing, putting down Gustavo's chair and bringing the desk over. The warm mm-hmm. pants, I think, was like an afterthought. Because mm-hmm. then afterwards, he does offer, he's like, get Gustavo some. So he's not trying to, like, lord it over him. That's just another thing that happens that he enjoys. <laughs> no one enjoys the hot towels. And James is like, well, I came back here because you guys wanted to move on and give up on the dream. And well, he's I'm- like, you guys are the ones who told me to get real and move on. So I did. Which is fair. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sebastian's like, megaphone for emphasis, sir. <laughs> and he hands James a megaphone on like a silver platter. And James takes it and yells, I rock into it, which is <laughs> so much less good. I don't know what I thought he was going to yell, but it was... I was disappointed by the I rock. I thought it was going to be longer and funnier. Right. Yeah. He's just, he's very secretly sad right now. So he doesn't yeah. have like a good delivery. Um, I smell speech. <laughs> so Kendall's what? like, Oh, <laughs> Kendall's like, we promised when we were peewee hockey players that we would stick together. And 
I wrote down, I guarantee he is the only one who remembers or cares about this promise. Okay, <laughs> don't they have, like, the... a promise book that we find out about later? <gasps> Do we? Is that... Yeah. No, they're so weird about friendship. Like, they all remember. Yeah. They make packs like this when they're, like, children, and they stick with it. Okay. So, I really it's weird wanted that James it to... is not taking it seriously. That I sucks. really wanted it to just be a Kendall thing. I thought that would be <laughs> really <laughs> funny and in character. Yeah. <laughs> but then uh, James goes, what, you've never broken a promise before? And then the three boys all suddenly realize the promise that they just broke again. Which is that Mrs. Neshkowski now has to mow her own lawn. She's like, I can't believe those boys did it to me again. <laughs> I had to do it. Poor woman. No. And Logan's like, we might be horrible people. Yeah. <laughs> so Kendall's like, okay, we're going to fix it. But first, we need to fix the band. James, we're sorry. Now let's go. Which, bad job, Kendall. It mm -hmm. has the same energy as, I'll fix this. James, you're orange and you look like a freak. Uh, <laughs> so his James strategy needs some work <laughs> clearly he knows how to handle bandana man but when it's just James right <laughs> you think he'd figure it out by now I don't know <laughs> I think he can get Logan to do whatever he wants and Carlos right. just like goes along with whatever so I think he's used to that <laughs> Sebastian comes over with another tray and is like some toys or money sir <laughs> oh yeah at this point, Hawk and Rebecca Hawk, come down the yeah. stairs. Which, like, why were they oh, up yeah. there? Lurking. What's up there? Not a swirly slide. Rip. So Rebecca's job is to show them the door, because it's time for them to leave. Oh, I'm sorry, but when, when James picks a toy, he chooses the Rubik's Cube? I don't believe James can solve a Rubik's Cube. Absolutely but then not. Go, ooh, he goes, ooh, excellent choice. <laughs> don't lie to the boy. James is trying to, he's trying to look cool and sophisticated in front of them. He's never going to solve it. No. Never, ever. Um, so Rebecca shows them the door, and by that I mean she does martial arts at them and, like, physically removes them from the room and injures them. Like, those are children. Yeah. yeah. I think they're still 16 at this point, so that sucks. A lot of women assault children in this show. Yeah, and we just right. don't really notice because they're played by men. Yeah. Like adult men. Right, because specifically you're thinking of the um security guard in yes. Big Time Break, right? Yeah, who like attacked him with a cardboard cutout, which is like a funny. It's very funny. But then when you actually think about it, you're like, actually, that's like, that's not great. Yeah. Right. That, that's all right. There's a lot. That episode had a lot of things in that one. So mm -hmm. we already did that one. Uh, so they go back to Rock Records and they're like, we can't get James. And that lady kicked us a lot. <laughs> and they tell uh, Gustavo what Hawk offered James. And Gustavo's like, I can get you a three record deal and a Sebastian. He's like, what's and a Sebastian? They are eating dinner on furniture made of boxes of Katie's bootleg merch. And the and dinner is peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Yeah. Which actually is kind of what I'm thinking of making after this recording. Hey. So. so Kendall's the one who brings up the possibility. He Because they're like, well, we can't nail the concert because there's no big time rush without James. And Kendall goes, well, then we'll just find a new James. Because if he thinks he can do without us, then we can do without him. Which was very surprising to me. Because he turned his back on his friend. <laughs> right. I think the reason that 
it's like justified with his personality is that he's like out of spite he's just like well he turned his back on us so like i have to give back a number or whatever but you know in big time audition the only reason that he agreed to be in this band in the first place is that they were lifelong friends and they were going to stick together and it was james's dream so they're all Mm going to stick together to get james's dream but like obviously things have changed since then we've seen kendall actually start to care about the band and put effort into it and that sort of thing um but it's yeah such a different energy than big time audition which character development yeah i don't know if it's development for the better or for the worse but it's definitely development yeah something's changed so they're like yeah we can replace james because bands rotate out members all the time like every member of destiny's child left except for beyonce and then gustavo's like there have been three britney spears and i'm so sad that he didn't say avril lavigne because <laughs> I want Big Time Rush involved in that somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Is it is it time for dramas? It is time for dramas. Yeah. Don't you know it's dramas time? Uh, because Hawk is unveiling the new poster for James uh, as a solo artist. So they pull the sheet off really dramatically, and it's a picture of James, and at the bottom it says... J-A-M-E-Z and James is like you spelled my name wrong and they're like nope you're James with a Z now (laughs) and then he says that it's awesome and then behind him on the wall you can see posters for Lil's Wayne, Dr. Z and Lady (laughs) ZZ so I guess yeah it's just his thing apparently it's his thing the Uh, way that Gustavo's thing is boy (laughs) Because the girl thing seems to be, which we'll find out in a second, seems to be universal. Yeah. Um, Sebastian is the one to point out, isn't that technically Jamez? <laughs> yeah, Hawk's not a big fan of that. And then James also noticed that they photoshopped his lips. They made them bigger, and it looks really bad because which is like said that his lips are too thin. It's bold of them to try to make James, who is like objectively attractive according to everyone who has interacted with him apparently i think this was definitely a big emotional blow for him because he knows he's attractive he knows he's pretty but apparently it's not good enough for hawk but you know back at rock records he knows he was like well they all knew i was the prettiest one there and they appreciated me for my prettiness but i'm sure that's on the back of his mind now hawk is like okay check out your new zingle uh, <laughs> which is, it's just it has a, a girl yeah it's just a bunch of like uh examples of jama's zinging the word girl and it's very auto-tuned i mean james didn't even record anything so yeah. that's either someone else's voice or like just straight no i thought he I stole know. it from like he i don't know from big time rush so is the girl thing his style too, and that's why they've always been competing on the charts because they both write like songs that have girl in the title. Or is he just sp- specifically trying to flex on Gustavo as much as possible now? I mean, it's funny if they're fighting specifically because of the girl thing, but like it's probably <laughs> just a girl thing, the way it is Don't in real life. Don't you know it's a girl thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so. Hawks explaining Hawk like... how they're gonna crush Gustavo and Big Time Rush, and James is like. I mean, they're my friends. I don't want to crush them. And he's like, or they were my friends, tragically. Hawk's like, if they're your friends, why are they trying to replace you? And then he holds up an ad in the paper. 
And I couldn't read all of it, but all I saw was Gustavo <laughs> Rock is searching for tall, slender boys. <laughs> it dying. said uh, a tall, slender, pretty singer for a pop group. Because it would have sucked if it said tall, slender, pretty boy. So let's audition some Jameses. So obviously, <laughs> clear callback to the audition scene in the first episode, except Gustavo's way less mean now, and the boys are on the other side of the table. He had to sell the rocket launcher that he pulled on that one guy. <laughs> yeah. And instead of a nun, there's a monk. Yeah. I, oh, yeah, the monk did a... I liked the monk's rendition. There's a guy who sings opera, and he breaks Gustavo's glasses with his high note. And the opera guy is my favorite one. That's the, <laughs> that's the last straw. The Gustavo's like, we're never going to be able to replace James. How many, how many more James do we have, even... Kelly's like, there's one more guy, and his name is Skippy Hickenlooper. <laughs> and Gustavo's like, bring him in. They bring him in, and he does a really good job. He can do the flip, and he kind of looks like James, and he sings okay. And they're like, he looks and sounds more like Zac Efron than Dax Yvonne does. Yeah. yeah. Gustavo's like, you did it. You're in the band. And he's like, hell yeah. I need to tell my dark overlord Zorblock or whatever. And then he like, starts yelling at the floor and like stomping around and making scary noises because he's in a cult it ends with him kind of running into the wall mm -hmm. he actually runs into the boxes that are in front of the wall yeah. <laughs> the boxes are still everywhere i did google zorblock just to see if it was anything um it appears to be a brand of like incontinence underwear <laughs> so i'm sure it's unrelated but uh anyway big time rush is now a trio and being a trio sucks. Uh, we gotta go talk to James. Talk to James. <laughs> to go visit James and Sebastian for a second. Hey, real quick though, is James? Does he fit in anywhere within the mirror James realm? I no. Yeah, I was thinking you could finally think... make like a political compass of James's. <laughs> but instead of being like some natural adaptation, this is one is like being created you mm -hmm. know so it, oh, it's, it's like, like a frankenstein james yeah with with big lips <laughs> so are they in the limo when they're having this talk no <laughs> well no, no. <laughs> they're sitting on the couch and okay. sebastian is sitting in front of him with like a wee uh oh like yes car wheel controller yeah. and he's just playing a racing game and james goes uh, well, Sebastian's like, where to now? And James says, uh, turn left here. And he's just like on a circular racetrack, and the only way he can turn is left. It was a very good joke. Yeah. I love that he has his butler playing video games for him. <laughs> yeah. Video games. So Sebastian's like, are you alright? And James is like, no, I'm great. I got you, I got sushi, everything's awesome. And Sebastian goes, you seem so awesome. <laughs> James is like, are you being sarcastic? You sound like Logan, who I don't miss. <laughs> <laughs> and then Sebastian's like, oh, of course you don't. Just like I don't long for a life away from the smog and shallowness of this town. <laughs> so they're really hammering home. He does not want to live in LA. I don't know why he's still there. He's. I feel like Hawk must pay him a lot. He can probably retire. <laughs> but he's miserable too, so... He's at least trying to get James out of it before James ends up like Sebastian. What if Sebastian started as a pop star? Nope, <gasps> that doesn't work because Hawks 
way younger than him. No. Mm-hmm. Never okay. mind. Um, I was going to say Hawk signed him and then he just couldn't oh, no. get out of his contract and was just like had to work for Hawk Records forever until the curse was broken. <laughs> Hawk stole his youth. <laughs> was Hawk really old? Well, he, he would be if he hadn't stolen Sebastian's youth. Interesting. <laughs> okay. He's 300 years old. So... Sebastian's like, I gotta save James from this, and he throws a hot towel at him to snap him out of this. Salt a teenage boy! He also continues to call him James to his face. Mm-hmm. That's very good. Yeah. I think he really wants to highlight and reiterate that, like, this, stupid this you are becoming is. someone else. Yeah. Forget the whole thing I said about him being trapped in a contractor curse. Um, I think what it is is that he's seen this happen to a lot of stars that Hawk has signed. He sees, you know, they become really unhappy and they become someone else, all this stuff. And he probably sees that, like, James James is a good kid. And he doesn't – he's like, okay, I don't want him to go through this too. And he's really getting the end of his string. He's like, I just – I want to be done with L.A. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do this anymore. Finally, he's just like, okay, I need to get this kid out of here. But he wants to slide it for himself. But then, yeah, he does throw – hot towel at him so okay um so where does he get all these hot towels does he just have like an oven of them i don't know how you heat a towel i don't either big time rush as a trio is so funny (laughs) They're, they're such a colossal failure that they cannot sing their own song in the right key they're singing they're singing famous and they're singing it in c minor for no reason and like it's not like it's not like E flat minor was too high for them like Kendall sounds like he's having trouble singing that low in that version so it's like why did you make it lower and it's not like James sings a really high note that none of the others could hit they're just doing it in the wrong key so that it sounds bad intentionally to the viewer. They also weren't even trying to do harmonies. They're all just singing in <laughs> yeah. unison. So they're like, how do we make this sound the worst? <laughs> Without James, the harmonies are nothing. Gustav is like, look like you're enjoying it or I will destroy all of you. Because they don't look like they're enjoying it. And mm-hmm. Kendall's like, you know what I do enjoy? He doesn't say this. Um, you see but it in he his eyes. takes his microphone and he's like, oh, you're such a turd. And then guess who's guess who's in the doorway doing the doing the run? It's Jamez. Yeah, in the pilot they did this at the Palmwoods. It was right after like they got fired, um, mm-hmm. but then they actually realized that they actually yeah, do like singing together and they do want to work to be a band. So it's all it's all coming together. Oh, and then yeah. Carlos just like picks up James pilot. off the floor. Yeah, that's cute. Yeah, that was very sweet. Yeah, Big Time Rush is now a quartet. <laughs> so James is back in the van and everyone's so excited they're like Gustavo's gonna give us a three record deal and a Sebastian and Sebastian's like we'll talk about your Sebastian later <laughs> Gustavo and... says this not Sebastian <laughs> um, to be clear Sebastian is not here nope. they're just deciding that they're gonna get a Sebastian mm-hmm. and they're like we haven't sold a single ticket and all the posters are wrong um, and then Mrs. Knight in her yelling style, convinces Katie to donate the posters. And she does so, but only if she can have a, a booth for her merch. Which works out for them, because 
Their bootleg merch is the only merch they can sell. True. They have no money for advertising. They have $5 and a Schmetzel's pretzel punch card. And then they're like, okay, we'll go to the Palmwoods and get some volunteers to go on the street and, like, advertise for us. And Logan says that he may know a way that we can get some free TV spots, which wild that this isn't a Kendall plan. This yeah. what it ends up being does not seem like a Logan plan at all. But anyway, montage city, city of ours, city of ours montage. Kendall and Joe are putting up posters. Um, they put next post- to each other. Yeah, they put posters next to each other job. on top of other posters. They just really make me mad with their posters. James and Carlos are running around taping flyers to people's bodies. Oh, yeah. because well, Carlos <laughs> trips them with a hockey stick as they come out of the subway, and then James, like, you know, catches, catches them, them until, like, um, when they stumble, and then he, like, puts a flyer on their back and, like, tapes it to them as he's pretending to, like, pat their back to, like, help them, which is very on brand. Mm-hmm. And Camille goes on the local news and is like, I forgot what Camille's was. She abducted by aliens. Been... Yeah. yeah. So the reporter, whose name is something Garcia. Garcia. Yeah. No relation. Which it's... is, yeah. Because that's Garza. also Carlos's character's yeah. name. It's a common name. Mm-hmm. So he's like, we're going to hear from this girl who was abducted by aliens. And Camille's like, yeah, they probed my brain and they told me to go see Big Time Rush tonight at the music box. And then a bunch of people gather behind her and they all cheer. Uh, Logan so that was is Logan's one of them. idea. And then Katie does the same thing. So that's potato chip. That looks yeah. like Abraham Lincoln. Ted Garcia's like, this girl found a potato chip that looks like Abraham Lincoln. Can we see it? And Katie's like, I ate it. <laughs> but go see Big Time Rush tonight at the music box. And we see um, Gustavo and Kelly visiting different like investor corporate buildings. They're called Giant Corp, Huge Corp. And huge giant corp. <laughs> and then they just give them like free tickets and VIP passes to the concert. And Guitar Dude is off like, he's not spinning signs, but he's like dancing with. He's wearing like a sandwich board, right? Mm-hmm. And Lightning is there. And they sell out the concert. Woo! Yeah. At the music box uh, right before the concert starts. They get there and everything's all set up. And they go to their dressing room. And they're like, wow, this dressing room is kind of small and moving. (laughs) Uh, They accidentally walked into a truck. Super party Um, fun box. Well, (laughs) I I think it's unfair to say they accidentally walked in. It did say, like, dressing room on it. And they walked in because they were very specifically tricked. It wasn't Mm -hmm. just like, oh, no, we went through the wrong door and now we're in a truck. (laughs) Yeah, they were bamboozled. Um, They get in this truck, and the door closes, and Hawk kidnaps them, (laughs) takes them away from the concert, and then he takes them to, like, a big warehouse with a single spotlight in it and ties them to chairs, you know, how when you get kidnapped, and James is like, are you gonna kill us? And Hawk's like, no, don't be stupid. (laughs) He just is gonna do this. Gustavo. So that Gustavo will never top him again. When you mess with the hawk, you get all ten talents. Logan's like, actually, hawks only have eight talents because he's the smart guy. Yes, questions. And hawks like, I don't care. And Logan's like, okay, I'm just telling you. <laughs> Logan is so fucking chill right now. He's just been kidnapped, and he's just like, okay, I guess if you don't want my hawk facts, all right. 
which is wild because this boy sometimes has the worst anxiety of any character on this entire show <laughs> but he's he's fine um she's also wearing a sweater vest and kendall's wearing flannel which is not as exciting but it's just like that, that's like their base form i think <laughs> it's form. like the most the most pure version of them if you distill them down it's like a sweater vest and flannel so i enjoy when they wear those uh, they take all their phones away from them, uh, which are blackberries. I know. <laughs> and then they just leave guys. the boys in the warehouse, like true villains. Mm-hmm. And Carlos wants to save the day real bad, so he starts moving his chair and jumping and saying, I'm going to save you guys, I can do it. And they try to warn him that he's going kind of stair-bound. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm, I'm saving you guys. I can do this. And then he falls down the chair, the stairs, and he teleports a cat with him while he <laughs> falls down the stairs because there's just a random cat scream. Or is but then he's way. fine. He breaks the chair and he's able to get free. Why did Why did he feel so strongly that he had to prove himself here? Because usually, he's like more go with the flow. But this, he's like, no, I need to prove to you I can do this, I can save you. And then I don't think it's like he needs to prove to them, it's just he's like, this is my moment. This is, this is it. I have to do this. Uh, to me, I, I really felt like he had to prove himself, because they kept saying, no, we're trying to help you. And then he's like, no, you don't understand. I need to do this. I can do this. And he's like, you guys don't think I can do it, but I can, seemed to be the vibe that I was reading. So I read it as like, I'm the only one who can do this. Right, or maybe it's because he gets underestimated so much, and now he's, like, kind of sick of it. Because he knows he can, like, I don't know. Did he know about the stairs, or is it just a happy accident? Did anybody warn him about stairs, bro? Go down the stairs. <laughs> so anyway, he does that, and James is like, you really are a superhero. And Carlos is like, no, I'm a pop star. And it was kind of like when, when he wasn't a Jennifer anymore. He was a Carlos. <laughs> His delivery on no, I'm a pop star is so good. So he unties them all and they run out of the warehouse and they are not near the venue. They're downtown. I guess they can't run there. And And a limo pulls up. A limo pulls up and Sebastian is driving it and they're like, but you work for Hawk. And he's like, I quit. And he doesn't explain why. He just quit. He really just saw Jamez and that, that hit his limit. Yeah. So that was the most he could take. They get in the limo and they get stuck in traffic, and it's like that Disney World Aerosmith roller coaster. Um, at one point, Kendall grabs Carlos's entire arm and like pulls it over to him to look at his wristwatch to see what time it was. <laughs> and that's when um, Sebastian's going on. He's like, "Oh, I hate traffic and superficiality." And but then this they town. him. <laughs> yeah, but he's they're like really driving home. He doesn't want to live in LA. Mm-hmm. So much so, he's like, well, I can get you there, but I'm going to lose my California limousine license for it. And he's fine with that. He's ready to move on after this. Very so. sweet. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's incredible. So he pulls out of his lane and drives into traffic really fast. And there's, like, screeching tires and all that. And, Lots of yelling. Uh, back at the venue, and, and Gustavo's like, oh, no, the boys are late. And Kelly's like, it's okay as long as the curtain stays down. Because being late is like a time-honored rock tradition. And then the curtain starts rising, 
and they jump on it to try and pull it back down. And then it opens and the band isn't there. And Hawk's like, oh, did you not want the curtain open? And um, they all start leaving. And Hawk's like, oh, look, all the people are leaving. This is when you faint. Gustavo faints. And the boys catch him. They do let him down. down. They never let him down. So they're like, okay, you need some microphones. Callie gives them microphones. Rebecca tries, she's about to like pull out her martial art moves to stop them from getting on the stage. Yeah, and then Sebastian hot towels them. And then they start singing famous. They sing, and it's like kind of live-ish. It's a different version for sure, because mm-hmm. usually Kendall just sings the whole first verse, but this time they each get like four measures. Mm-hmm. It was like Kendall, and then James, and then Carlos, and then Logan, which was very interesting. I mean, otherwise, I guess it is just Kendall singing alone for, like, a couple minutes. Right. Mm-hmm. It's fun. I like um, it. I enjoyed the beginning choreography. It's just, like, they kind of take turns spinning around. Yeah. <laughs> which is... But the rest of it's very fun. Yeah, it keeps, like, flipping back to the Times Square concert, you know, within the show universe, the one that they're performing there. Um, a lot of the people in the crowd have, like, signs they're holding up. And my favorite one said, Kendall is the coolest, and coolest is with a K. A lot of them just said big time rush on them, which usually the point of holding up a sign is to like, maybe the person on stage will see it and get my message, right? Because mm-hmm. it's, it's like, oh, maybe if they just, if they forget the lyrics <laughs> to big time rush, I got you. If they forget who they are. Yeah. No, Don't. Kendall will never forget where he came from. It's like, what band am I in? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's right there. <laughs> And all the investors are swarming Gustavo because they want to sign Big Time Rush for multiple record deals. Well, two record deals, I think, was being yelled a lot. And then Griffin's like, I'll give them three records and a nationwide tour and... He actually promised them a worldwide tour, yeah. Oh. Which they don't do right away, but eventually they will. Right, eventually they do have, like, Big Time Rush released exactly three albums and... They had a world tour, right? Yeah. So of course, of course, the show ended. Of course, the band got to stand it. That's all they was. That's all they had in their contract. And then Gustavo also demands his mansion back, studio restocked, and a Sebastian for the boys. The dogs want something called a Sebastian. <laughs> and Griffin agrees immediately. And. <laughs> Then, is it Kelly who asks, yeah. and I want you to go straight back to the studio and write a hundred times, I will never do this to Big Time Rush again. Because he has done it a couple of times where he keeps going, the band is dead. Does he ever do it again? I don't remember. I feel like I he might, remember. I don't know. I don't know if it's ever been straight up like, the band is dead, but we'll find out. Uh, yeah, and this is all when Famous is being performed in the background. They do have to like loop it a little bit. Because mm-hmm. the conversation goes on for too long. and then But they skip the rap, which the rap doesn't exist in their universe, which we know. Acknowledge that Logan rap. That Logan can't rap. He can beatbox. They uh, finish the song, they do a really good job, and then a bunch of fans rush the stage and they <laughs> forgot all of their training. And they and security is not doing shit. They run they away. End the series the way that they started, yeah. being chased by a mob of teen girls. Yep. Yeah. And Joe's like, oh. "Oh, we've got some serious competition." Camille's like, "We can take them." I enjoyed like 
imagine being in a boy band you're getting chased by this mob of girls down the street and like you turn around and you make eye contact with your girlfriend who is also chasing you and screaming <laughs> i think that's very fun um and they talk a little bit about sebastian and kendall's like yeah about that and then it flashes oh. to huh the first time they got chased by a mob of girls, which was the field hockey team, James is like, this is what it's going to be like when I'm famous. And this time he's like, we're going to be famous. That's really cute. And Kendall's like, and get our album released. And Carlos is like, and our own Sebastian. And then Kendall's like, yeah, about that. Then it flashes to Minnesota and there's a limo and Sebastian's driving Mrs. Majikowski around. And she's just so happy. They donated she's just sitting his in the services. Back eating charcuterie. She's yeah, always because. eating like cheese or small slices of meat. Good, Good for yeah. her. They both seem to be having a really good time with the situation. Yeah, yeah the like, student... we finally got to leave LA, and right. She definitely. I'm sure she gets lonely, so now she has friends, and right. she gets to like go around and see more of the city instead of like just our house because she can't drive anymore. So right, and he very, very he was just like. Like, chuckling and just having a good time with her. Like, this is exactly what he wanted, too. Right, because, like, he worked for Hawk before. That's I don't true. think he's a good company. Minnesota is just, like, a lawless, godless land where you can do whatever you want with a limo, so he's still allowed to drive there. He and Mrs. Majikowski can, like, talk shit about the boys. Mm-hmm. The boys are still running? And then it ends, cut fade to black, and the musical journey continues. What? Which, if uh, our listeners don't remember, at the end of the pilot episode, it did the fade to black, and it said, "And the musical journey begins." Dot dot dot. So we're we're moving we're moving on. And that's season one of Big Time Rush. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have that much else to add um, on the fandom wiki. Someone said this episode is also known as Big Time First Concert, which I don't think is true. <laughs> that would be wild if that was true. I have no way to prove this. Mm-hmm. I like the person who just commented, cool episode. <laughs> Me. I agree. Yeah, they have the two goofs listed, um, one of which we touched on. which When Gustavo screams very loud that the world hears him, it shows Chicago, Illinois instead of Minneapolis, Minnesota, mm. even though... Apparently they're from Duluth. And then the other goof is, when the boys are having their concert fantasy at the beginning, Logan's eyes are open part of the time. (laughs) Good job, Logan. Yeah. Scrap the entire episode. I feel like we should do, like, an overall season one wrap-up, kind of, but I don't think we need another episode, really, because I feel like the episode itself wrapped it up. It's like, hey, we've come this far, we are now releasing our album we now have a tour we now have like we've proven ourselves and griffin's not going to shut us down again and it like really confirmed we're a band now and now we can just move forward with the plot with that because the whole plot of the first season is they're trying to become a band um so that was it we did it that was big time rush is over (laughs) big time rush is dead uh no but season one of big time rush is donezo by us the musical journey will continue, we promise, because season two is about to pop off. Yeah. In the meantime, you can check out our website. It's rusherswithlove.podbean.com. It has links to all of our social media there. Or you can just go on Instagram or from rusherswithlove, all one word. You can also find links to all of our episodes there. 
Or just find us on like Spotify. Yeah, you can email us if you want. Emails are like work things though, so I understand if that's not appealing. You can also reach out to us on any of our socials. We got our DMs open. I have to go. My towel's hot. <gasps> Twist. I'm not doing that. No, my pants are cold and that's maybe maybe I'll put your towel on my pants. Girl my <laughs> No <laughs> No We don't need no. to do this. <laughs> no. 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 Bye. Bye.